This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey everyone, welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Alexa Dad, and today we are talking Reds baseball. We bring in our Reds reporter for us here on MLB.com, Mark Sheldon. Mark, thanks so much for joining us. And this is the beauty of spring training. You are currently watching Brandon Finnegan pitching in a controlled scrimmage with hitters in Reds camp rather than in a spring training game. Why was this decided, and what are you seeing? Yeah, he, uh, as you know, came off uh, an injury-riddled year. He hurt both arms. He had a, a left uh, terrace major uh, strain under his shoulder and his left arm. And then he, uh, he fell down during the summer on a boat and, tore up his right shoulder, so he's, he's, he's basically coming back as an injury rehab guy, and he wants to make the rotation, but they wanted his first outing to be kind of controlled so they wouldn't have to necessarily throw a lot of pitches all at once in one inning. If it got out of hand, they can control the number of pitches, who the hitters are, and all those little variables. And uh, he, he got through the – he's in the middle of his second of two innings right now, and in his first inning, he you know, he had a couple of struggles. He broke a couple of bats, but also someone uh, – Phil Goslin hit a home run off him, so – uh, but the plan is, is after this is that he would go into the mix and pitch in a regular Cactus League game in, in five days. So uh, he'll be most likely in the rotation. It's not a, a lock, but it's it's looking pretty good for him. All right. You also have written about Sal Romano, the fact that he is a contender for this rotation, helping his cause, having good outings this spring. What are the chances that he makes this rotation? What else does he have left to prove? I think of all the people that are contending for this, I think him and Robert Stevenson are kind of the two inside track guys, and, and Stevenson didn't have a very good first outing, and Romano's now had two good outings. And i got to think, at least in, in my mind, based on what he did last year and, and what he's already done now and just his overall quality of pitches, he, he might be the inside track guy solo. Um, it's still early, of course. There's probably four more starts for these guys to make, and, and we'll see what happens. But, they, you know, he's got a good sinker. He had a good curveball working yesterday. And, you know, he needs to work on his changeup some more. It's been a pitch that they really wanted to work on. But um, yeah, I think his chances are good. I don't know if they're locked in, but uh, he's definitely a guy that's, that's came to camp ready to go, and he's definitely impressing. What has Price said about Michael Lorenzen and so far what he's done this spring? Yeah, Lorenzen's actually pitching in a couple hours against the White Sox, and he, um, you know, he's a guy that's really trying to overhaul his whole way of pitching uh i talked to him and he you know recently and he you know he was a guy who was kind of getting by on instinct he was a college reliever slash outfielder he threw like an outfielder he used basically his just his competitive spirit to beat hitters in college and in the minor leagues and when he first got to big leagues and i think he found that his arm was getting sore and he wasn't really able to pitch as well and finish his pitches so now he's kind of changed his delivery and uh, he had a good first outing here and uh, they expect him to have a good outing uh today and, uh, and quite frankly they're not really sure what's going to happen if he could be he's going to make the team one way or the other either in the bullpen or as a really as a starter and um you know and they expect him to take it to the end they don't think he's gonna 
wilt in uh, in the competition. So they have, they have high hopes that he can make it hard, uh, make the decision difficult for him. Amir Garrett, not technically in the race for the uh, starting rotation, but definitely to be a, you know a big part of this staff has had a, a good spring, striking out a couple uh, with with no walk so far. What does he need to work on, and you know uh, what's something that you know you really could see him improving on in 2018? Well, for him, it was it was being healthy. He had a bad right hip. Uh, most of the second half of last year, and it really did kind of affect his pitches, and it also helped him lose his confidence. And I think he said that that confidence is back. He really did go out, and I didn't see the game myself. It was a split squad, and I was at the other game, but he finished uh, the, the a game against the White Sox on Sunday, uh, retired all six batters, had four strikeouts, and, and, and Brian Price said he was snorting fire and just looked like a guy that was ready to go. And, and you know, for a guy that struggled last year, he, he really wanted to see some improvement and he really did see what he liked, what he saw. He saw a guy making all his pitches, just having great command, having a great presence. And uh, if he's able to do that, there's always a chance that Amir Garrett could sneak himself back into the, into the mix of, of being a contender for that spot. It's, a, it's not that he's out of it. It's just that he's not in the, in the, even in the front, you know, th- two or three rings of people that are in the battle for that. So, you never know. Amir Garrett put himself in position last year. There were some injuries, and he pitched really well. It's always possible it could happen again. You mentioned that a couple of camp battles have been standouts that were under-the-radar signings to minor league deals, and Brian Price has been pretty impressed with Rosal Herrera and Mason Williams. What specifically has stood out to him about both of those players? I think it's just the way they're, they're, they're playing. It's hard to say with, you know, with specifics, especially with the position players. I mean, uh, Williams has four doubles. Uh, and four, he was four for nine with four doubles, so that's a pretty good start. He's a, a kid that he had some bad luck. He was uh, really coming on strong with the Yankees a, a couple of years ago, and then hurt his shoulder diving back to first base on a pickoff play, and that that sent him basically, you know, derailed his career for the most part for a year and a half. So uh, he's just trying to find his way back and looking for an opportunity. I don't know if he'll get one here. They have a really crowded outfield situation. They already have four established outfielders, and they just signed Ben Revere to a minor league deal to be possibly the fifth outfielder. So I don't know how great his prospects are in here in camp, but he's definitely looking good. He survived getting hit with a foul ball in the face, and he had to get a couple of stitches, but he, he bounced back the next day and was ready to go. And, and then Rossell Herrera hit a home run in each of his first two games, just kind of a big, strong dude, and He's reached AAA, uh, I think, with the one of the Rockies last year, and and uh, didn't you know didn't get resigned, and they just they like what they see from him right now. Have you talked to Ben Revere yet, or talked to Ryan Price about Ben Revere? Uh, I, I was off the day that Revere uh, officially signed, mm-hmm. but the uh, basically the the gist of it is is he's here to compete and be a, a possible left-handed bat off the bench. Use his speed uh, element, he can play some defense, and uh, he'll compete really, I guess squarely against Philip Irvin for the fifth outfielder spot. Uh, they really like to keep a five-man bench, and, and if, if he makes it and he does well in camp here, uh, it's possible. All right, yeah, that could be pretty interesting. Uh, the fact that they were able to bring him in, uh, I think, says something about the fact that they like competition, and obviously it's an important part of guys winning these jobs this spring. Uh, how's Billy Hamilton? You see him running around being the speedster that he always is? Yeah, he's doing the same thing. He hasn't really uh, – nothing's really stood out yet with him. I, I, I've seen it's just been – getting ready and and I, there hasn't been much going on in camp as far as you know away from the the field it's it's been pretty status quo for him he's you know he's definitely working on stuff and um you know like they all are they, you know he's in a position where he knows he uh they want him to be the leadoff hitter and he is the leadoff hitter for now as brian put it uh, he's not necessarily assumed to be the leadoff hitter for the whole season uh they have other people they might try in that spot i.e jesse winker um but 
it's he's got a track record of of of, of uh, doing the things he can do that well. Like obviously speed brings a lot, and he, he is capable of having moments where he can ignite the offense. And if he's if he's on and he can kind of get going, then the team kind of seems to follow him. But the problem is, of course, he's got a two ninety nine career on base percentage, and that doesn't cut it as a leadoff hitter. So I think it's going to be a, a performance based decision. And if he can show that he can be a leadoff hitter, he'll he'll do it a lot more in the regular season. You wrote an interesting story about Di Sclafani getting back to action after missing all of last year, as we know, uh, with that strained UCL. What is his mentality right now as he's coming back, I'm sure, rearing to go uh, after you know not being able to be playing last year? Yeah, he's just trying to be healthy and get through it. Uh, I was off actually the day he pitched. Also, it was the same day they signed Revere, but he uh, he's just really just trying to get through camp healthy. He, he started out a little earlier. He got here early. He wanted to get his legs under him, get through the dead legs, the dead arm period a little sooner so that way it wouldn't come to bite him in, in a Cactus League game. So he's able to uh, pitch well, and they, they just really want to see what they saw the other day, two easy innings, not really too whole much uh, you know, crazy effort. He's just smooth. He's a, he's a very, you know, not a power pitcher like some of the other guys here, so he relies lately on his stuff and, and getting the ball in play and getting quick outs. And if he can do that, in the regular season, it's going to be a huge part of what they need this season. They need a guy that can throw, you know, seven innings and make 30 starts, and he's a perfect candidate for that. You also wrote about the shortstop position, which will be interesting, Jose Peraza, and, uh, you know, when he lost that starting role to Scooter Jeanette, but the fact that he is penciled in to be the 2018 opening day shortstop. What's his role going to be with this team this year, and, you know, what is he expecting of himself? Yeah, they need him to, to really kind of, hit his hit his potential this year it's kind of a weird year because he's only 23 and even though he seems like he's been around a while he's a young guy uh they, they are throwing him in to, to replace Zach Cozart and be the guy but you can also see the the winds of change already kind of happening you got Nick Senzel the top prospect from getting most of his rep, repetitions at shortstop he's played a couple of games there he looks pretty good and it's not hard to imagine at some point this season that if they uh don't like what they're getting from Peraza or if they need a place to play for Senzel, that they could definitely um, make that change. Uh, also, you got Cliff Pennington, who was signed uh, right when camp opened to a minor league deal. It, it looks good for him to be the backup shortstop. He's a true shortstop, but can play other positions. So they have insurance, too. So it seems like they're, they're stocking up on Jose Peraza insurance, but now it's up to Peraza to show that they don't need it and that he can play. Uh, you know, it's just really about being more selective, getting on base more. He did a lot of that in the second half last year than he did before he lost his job to Jeanette. If he's able to do that and obviously play the position, I don't think he can necessarily play it as well as Cozart did, but if he can be competent and, and do a good job, you know, he'll be able to stay there. We know that the Reds have one of the top 10 farm systems in baseball, and they got some serious talent coming in soon for uh, this organization. They got five guys landing on MLB Pipeline's top 100 prospects list. Which prospects so far have really opened eyes around camp? I think uh, the only one on that list, uh, if I'm not mistaken, of the top five is, is that's in big league campus, Senzel. Uh, I, I know the other guys, like Taylor Trammell, I think, and Hunter Green, those guys aren't in big league camp, so I haven't seen them myself. But uh, obviously Senzel has is, is, is been as advertised. He, he just seems to be pretty professional. He, he's able to, to handle himself pretty well. He doesn't seem to be overwhelmed. In, in his first game, they had him in the, at third base, uh, his normal position, and he played with the regular infield, so he, he felt pretty cool and comfortable play, you know, batting in front of Joey Votto and, and, and sharing an infield with Votto, Jeanette, and Peraza. So uh, nothing I've seen from him is, is disappointed at all. 
All right, sounds good. You're going to go try and talk to Brandon Finnegan, and maybe we'll get the latest next time we talk to you on the podcast. Really appreciate you joining us, Mark. That's going to do it for us here on MLB.com Extras, our Reds edition. Like I said, back next week with tons more information about uh, everything that you would like to know about your Reds team. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.